So there's Joe Biden. There's Vladimir Putin. Now that we've had a day to take in their meeting, what do we think? Well, here's what we think. There's nothing to think. We sat here together and listened to Joe Biden speak after that that meeting. You're like, wow, sounds a little bit like Trump. I'm here to take care of the American people first, and we're going to talk about human rights. And we're going to do that. He's reading off a teleprompter? I didn't know that. I was listening to it just like you were. I wasn't watching it. I didn't know that. Reading off a teleprompter, okay? It's a little different. Maybe that's why he sounded so effective. Because it's as clear as day he cannot do it on his own. It's clear as day that he cannot do it on his own. Under his own volition, under his own power, he does not have that skill set. And as we said yesterday, and I will tell you that after going over it, uh, it's, it's doubly true. That to say the things is the easy part. To do the things, that's the part that matters. I also told him that no president of the United States could keep faith with the American people if they did not speak out to defend our democratic values, to stand up for the universal and fundamental freedoms that all men and women have in our view. That's just part of the DNA of our country. I don't disagree with the man. But it's funny that he belongs to a political party that believes in silencing those who disagree with them. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's so great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter. Tony Katz. The phone number, 833-468-8669. The Indiana Attorney General, Todd Rakita, scheduled to be with us in just a little bit. You've got that 7-2 decision from the Supreme Court keeping Obamacare, but it seems very procedural. We're going to break that down with uh, the Attorney General of Indiana and then the 9-0 decision. Yeah, there is something in this Supreme Court for everyone. But let's get back to Joe Biden. So human rights is going to always be on the table, I told him. It's not about just going after Russia when they violate human rights. It's about who we are. How could I be the president of the United States of America and not speak out against the violation of human rights? I told him that unlike other countries, including Russia, We're uniquely a product of an idea. You've heard me say this before again and again, but I'm going to keep saying it. What's that idea? We don't derive our rights from the government. We possess them because we're born, period. You know how upset the squad's going to be to find this out? Uh, They are going to be outraged. But that sounds like something I would say and something you would say. How could you argue with any, any part of what it is Joe Biden's saying right here. That script that he's reading from is so pro-America, it could have been read by Donald Trump. Everybody knows it. But when he was answering the questions, the questions, of course, were from pre-approved sources. He got asked questions like this from Yamiche Alcindor, who bought into 
the Vladimir Putin lines. I, I, we said this. Let's go over it again. It doesn't matter what Vladimir Putin says. Vladimir Putin will lie to your face and not think twice. He thinks that's his job. It's He has no compulsion to morality. This is a KGB-trained agent. Lying to you is part of the job to ensure a future for Mother Russia. That's all. And nothing else. So here's Yamiche Alcindor. Ask you about, you know, well, Vladimir Putin said that uh, he's cracking down on opposition leaders because he doesn't want January 6th to happen. Talking about the riot at the Capitol. Look, look, look there, there was a riot at the Capitol. There have been riots all across uh, the country. That's, that's correct. It is all different than Navalny, uh, right, being uh, arrested in the UK. It's very different than what was it? Was it the president of Belarus who stopped the, uh, an airliner mid-flight and forced them to land so they could arrest a, a political dissident? A very, very Russia-controlled place is it Belarus? I mean, these things are different. But of course Putin's going to bring it up. He has no compulsion in not bringing it up. Throw the problem back at them. Don't ever, don't ever let them know we have a problem. This is the KGB way. Mr. President, when President Putin was questioned today about human rights, he said the reason why he's cracking down on opposition leaders um, is because he doesn't want something like January 6th to happen in Russia. And he also said that he doesn't want to see groups formed like Black Lives Matter. What's your response to that, please? <laughs> My response is kind of what I communicated. But I think that's a, uh, that's a ridiculous comparison. It's one thing for literally criminals to break through cordon, go into the Capitol, kill a police officer, and be held unaccountable. And it is for people objecting and marching on the Capitol and saying, you are not allowing me to speak freely. You are not allowing me to do A, B, C, or D. And so they're very different criteria. First, they marched through Minneapolis, Seattle, Portland, Indianapolis, and people were killed. They were killed. Second, if I can be so bold, Officer Brian Sicknick was not killed at the Capitol. It never happened. The New York Times lied and everybody else bought it up thinking that they're reporters. Shame on Joe Biden for spreading that lie. But then we get into what we know about Joe Biden. That Joe Biden isn't a nice guy. And that when left to his own devices, off the teleprompter and the pre-approved people... He snaps like he did at Caitlin Collins of CNN. Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? He wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't say Alexander Navalny's name. He wouldn't uh, uh, accept the responsibility for this or the other. How can that be constructive? And Biden says, if you don't understand that, you're in the wrong business. The problem here is that Joe Biden was right. 
in both cases. And Caitlin Collins deserved the smackdown. The argument should be, wait a second, Joe Biden's supposed to be the lovey-dovey guy. He's doing smackdowns of the press. And the difference is the press here will eat it up. Joe Biden is no different than Donald Trump in his willingness to excoriate the press, willingness to push back on them, get nasty with them. So why does the press treat the two men differently? We need to break this down. We need to make sure we all understand it. Let me prove to you that at least in what it shows from this press conference, what's the difference between the two guys? The only difference is in the treatment of the two guys. The Indiana Attorney General Todd Rokita, on the lawsuit that has failed in the Supreme Court on Obamacare, Indiana was a party to, so were 17 other states. And the 9-0 decision that sides with the Catholic Foster Care Agency. Those stories coming up. I'm Tony Katz. It's a 7-2 decision saying that Obamacare stands, but I don't think that's what it said. And it's a 9-0 decision in favor of Catholic social services. And I don't know how that even got to the court to begin with. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. The Attorney General of Indiana is Todd Rokita. He joins us right now. The Indiana Attorney General's office was a part of this lawsuit. A series of states saying that Obamacare should be unconstitutional, bringing it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, sir, brings back a 7-2 decision against you. The 7-2 includes Clarence Thomas and Amy Coney Barrett, dissenting or Neil Gorsuch and Samuel Alito. And they say that the state of Indiana, amongst others, Texas and others, do not have standing to bring this case before the court. What is it that you were trying and these states trying to do in this case? What does the standing conversation mean and where do you go from here? Uh, hey, Tony. Yeah, we're doing a lot of reading this morning on, on judicial opinions from the Supreme Court. Um, the first one uh, that you met, uh, uh, the one you're talking about now, um, you know, this is the third time that uh, states and individuals have been up to the Supreme Court on the, uh, the idea, the effort to try to get rid of Obamacare. And, and they're right and we're right to do so because it is an insidious law where the government uh, says you have to buy health care insurance, and if not on the, from the private sector, then from them. And, and it's just wrong in a free republic. So I've been fighting this battle for a while, even during my time in Congress, and, and in different formats. Now, this case that you're talking about today uh, started with our previous attorney general administration, and now we're getting the result. Um, it's important to note, Tony, that the court here didn't decide Obamacare on the merits, right? They didn't just say, hey, Obamacare is constitutional or is not, or it's okay, or it's bad, or it's evil, or it's good. They used a procedural argument to bounce the states out of court before even getting to the merits. It's kind of like uh, what met, what this court and many others did on uh, on the Trump lawsuits regarding the election. 60 lawsuits, maybe, but they weren't decided on the merits of what did voting or, or did cheating occur during the election last fall. They just were bounced out on procedural grounds. But this one uh, and, and others, even the, the voting ones, were based on standing, that 
that the state didn't have standing to be before them at all uh, in this case uh, because there was no injury. Um, so that's that's kind of where we are. Uh, and I can go into more detail on the standing. If when we get into uh, the idea of no injury, is that because the individual mandate was already removed and therefore yes. the, the, yes. the, the law itself has no teeth? That's exactly what they said. Now, the, it's still there. What, I, what we and other, me and myself and others did in Congress is we got rid of the penalty around the individual mandates. Remember, the individual mandate said under Obamacare, you must buy the insurance or you will get a penalty uh, through the IRS. And we were let we legislatively were able to take the teeth out of that and say, you know what, the individual mandate is still there in statute, but there's no penalties. But the court then jumped on that and said, in this case, that because the penalty of the individual mandate, the only provision that we did say was unconstitutional, has been reduced to zero. It no longer has any practical effect and thus cannot possibly injure the states that have sued. So that's what they did. That's how they used it to say, we're balancing this out on standing because the states, in fact, have no injury. We made, though, anticipating this, a a separate argument in, in our filings that said, no, no, no. The rest of Obamacare is also unconstitutional, and those provisions that remain are inseverable to uh, this individual mandate. It's all together, right? You can't just court. You can't just say, "Oh, well, the mandate, the individual mandate, is zero. Therefore, there's no standing." We were we were arguing about the rest of Obamacare, all the regulations that go with it, the, how it has dr- driven up the cost of health care to individuals by tens of percentage points in the decade or so that it's been enacted. That's what we were going after. But the court, as far as we can tell in reading this decision so far, the court never addressed that argument. Talking to the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita. So now you and these other attorneys general, and you being a new to the Attorney General position in Indiana, this was your your predecessor, Curtis Hill, who was part of bringing this case forward. You, you all take this information back. Do you take another run at it, or is there a better way to run at it? Well, you know, consistent with the conservatives' pledge to do everything we can in every venue possible to get rid of this insidious law, um, you know, we're, we're going to look at every opportunity. But I will say, I will say that the the best way, when you when you ask the question that way, to get rid of this is legislatively. And 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 in the three cases that have occurred so far, you know, if you look at them holistically, you know, the court has bent over backwards to rescue this law. And and you can beat on the court for that and or or, or, or if you're on the other side of the issue, oh, oh, praise them. But really, this is policy. And conservatives who uh, like me, so who's who don't want an activist court, have to then acknowledge, as I do, that the best way to solve this is in Congress. And Tony I'll remind, I'll remind us that we were one vote away from getting rid of the whole dang thing until John McCain, frankly, and his ego gave us the famous thumbs down on the Senate floor a couple years ago. Everyone did their job on the conservative side. We all voted to get rid of this thing, lock, stock and barrel. And because of ego, we got a thumbs down and and, and a thumb in the face of, of Donald Trump due to John McCain.
People should note that Todd Rokita spent uh, quite a few terms as a congressman uh, from Indiana as well. This brings us to one more case, sir. This is about, uh, call it about religious freedom, Catholic social services, about whether or not they should be banned from uh, the program in Philadelphia, uh, adoption programs or foster programs, because they exclude same-sex couples. The Supreme Court, in a 9-0 decision saying no, they haven't done anything wrong. I'm a little surprised that the court went this way, although I, I think that a conversation of religious freedom is always acceptable. Take us through the case. Yeah, so this is another, I said we're doing a lot of reading this morning. Here's another one. Uh, 9-0 Supreme Court decision uh, saying that, you know what, city, uh, government, you cannot uh, have a policy that gives exceptions to your non-discrimination policy, but then when 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 an organization like Catholic um, Charities, Catholic Social Services, uh, comes and says, "Yeah, well, we got an exception," you know, our doctrine, our faith, and I'm Catholic for full disclosure, says, you know, <clears throat> we don't believe in homosexual marriage, you, and then so you deny them for that um, is is unconstitutional it's against the rights it's against the best interests of, of 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 children and and that's what the court did today so it was a victory for religious liberty uh the recognition of religious liberty so the real question now i think tony comes in and this will be probably the next case on this what happens when a government entity has a no exception policy absolutely no exceptions to their uh, to their program uh, and the non-discriminate discrimination aspects of it um, how will that be viewed by this court well th- th- this court certainly uh, has shown us that uh, while while I see so many of them as wholly political, I'm seeing some things that at least should give us hope. And today, these two decisions alone uh, give a little something for everyone. Attorney General Todd Rokita, the Attorney General of, of Indiana, uh, AG Todd Rokita, you can find him on social media. I appreciate taking the time uh, to be with us and to give us the update. 40% of teachers want critical race theory as part of civics education i can't believe it but we're gonna go through it and speaking of religious liberty they're going after the cake bakers again the same cake bakers this is tony katz today by now you may have seen the video it's a walgreens in san francisco and there's the security guard and there's somebody else might be a manager And they're just holding up their camera phones and they're shooting video. And they're shooting video of a guy on his bicycle, or he's got his bicycle next to him. He's got a garbage bag. And he's just taking stuff off the shelves. He's just filling up the garbage bag with things on the shelves, makeup or whatever it may be. And then he gets on his bike and he rides his bike out of the store. The security guard takes a weak grab at the bag to try and stop him. No, no, no. Takes takes it right out of the store. This has been going on for over a year across California. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. What do you think? How do you stop this from happening? Well, Tony, you enforce the laws. I get your point. I want to hear it. 
This is because they in California have decided that for just just the petty stuff, things that are less than $1,000, we we don't call the police uh, for that. We don't call the police on, on for those kinds of things. No, 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 no. Let's let, let's let's not be silly. We we shouldn't we shouldn't do that. That's a very weird way to think. Guy rode his bike, rode his bicycle into the store, and no one, no one's going to stop him? No one's even going to try and stop him? It do- doesn't matter? This type of lawlessness cannot be part of a society. It can't be. You can't have a thriving society of any kind if you're going to allow this to happen. Well, over on CBS, I think it's their morning show, they've got a guy uh, uh, named uh, Tony Dokopil. Don't know Tony Dokopil. Never heard of uh, Tony Dokopil. And they start going through all the problems that are happening in the area there on, on CBS in the morning show. Official said thefts at its San Francisco locations have risen to four times the chain's national average over the past 12 months. They've also had to close 17 stores in the city over the past five years, largely due to the impact of thefts on their business. So crime is never. If you aren't willing to prosecute the crime, the crime will continue. For all the people who want to defund the police, here you go. And for those people who haven't defunded the police, it means nothing if your prosecutor wasn't willing to do the job. So then the conversation gets into, so what do you all think? Enter Tony Dokopil. With one of the crazier lines you'll ever hear. So crime is never justified, of course. I, I, I will say that. I think I could have made a little better effort to stop that yeah. bicycle. I mean, you could have disrupted that bike. But maybe there's. I mean, if the guy's I don't doing know if the guy that. was armed. Well, yeah. the, 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 you never know. And I think that there has been a movement in some uh, retail locations to not put people's lives in jeopardy right. by yeah. having them. I mean, you don't need to be a hero armed. over, you know, some toothbrushes or whatever it is. the security guard be videotaping when there's a woman videotaping right next to him? Yeah. I mean, you would think he could at least try to approach. Coach the guy. Yeah, it's it's and also, why did you let him in the store with a bicycle? With a bicycle. That was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I mean, that, that reads also as an act of desperation. I mean, you're, yeah. you're not getting yeah. rich off of what you take from a Walgreens. You're getting probably something you need. Uh, I don't know. If you want to excuse theft, you are more than welcome to. Except you're wrong. You're wrong. This isn't a situation. We discussed this situation. Picture it. The power's out. Massive storm. The power's been out for three days. The supermarket is, of course, closed, and the food is going bad. You have no food for your children. What do you do? Can you take the bread from the store? The power's out. No food can get in. You're out of food. The food in the supermarket's going bad. What do you do? Kids are crying. Daddy, I need a sandwich. I assume that's what the kids sound like. That's I'm terrible. Not sure. It was a terrible... Uh, do it better, Ari. I no, don't know what to tell I mean, you. the act of mocking a starving child I'm is I'm not terrible. mocking a starving child. I'm trying to do the impression. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> All right. I'm not mocking the starving child. I'm, I'm putting it out there. It's clear as day. I already said my impression was terrible. I mean, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. The question before us is, what do you do in that moment?
No matter what you say, and we can agree or disagree, it is different than a guy riding his bike into a Walmart or Walgreens on a Tuesday and stealing hairspray. You're not getting rich off what you take from a Walgreens. You're getting probably something you need. That is an ignorant, foolhardy response of somebody who feels guilt. Well, I don't want to speak out about it. After all, it's a black man stealing these things. Oh, did I not? Did I bury the lead? Yeah, that part didn't even matter. Black or white, what would it matter? White or black on the response, why are you excusing such a thing? And why are you excusing it with somebody else's dollars? <gasps> That's where it gets fascinating. If Tony Dokopil, Dokopil wants to give his money to this guy, go ahead. Hey, don't rob the Walgreens. Come to me. I'll give you 100 bucks. People can line up at his house all day. But he doesn't do that. He excoriates Walgreens for wanting to protect itself. Thefts are four times higher than other places in the area. And they have closed, what was it, 17 stores? How many people don't have a job because guys like him excuse the theft? Now, as for uh, one of the other anchors, I don't know her name. Uh, she's like, she's asked the question, why in the world... Why in the world is he bringing a bike in there? Like, how does how does that all work? Uh, I mean, you don't need to be a hero on. over, you know, some toothbrushes or whatever it is. But should the security guard be videotaping when there's a woman videotaping right next to him? Yeah. I mean, you would think he could at least try to approach the guy. Yeah. It so she makes sense there. And then she makes sense on the bicycle. And I think that there has been a movement in some uh, retail locations to not put people's lives in jeopardy. Right. Yeah, having them, I mean, you don't need to be a hero on. over, you know, some toothbrushes or whatever it is. But security guard be videotaping when there's a I woman? can't find the clip again. Guy rides his bike in. Doesn't anybody say, hey, get out? Nope. They don't say, hey, get out. They're too afraid to say, hey, get out. They're going to get sued if they get hit, they, someone, if they say, hey, get out. They're going to have a crazy person on their hands. They just accept anything. What value is a security guard? Look at us. We have security. Who does what? If the security guard bum rushed the guy, tackled the guy, slammed his head into the ground, and dragged him out by his butt, that's a security guard. Too violent? Pick any other way to make this stop and send people the message that you just can't engage petty theft here. You know what happens when the security guy throws the guy out? Well, depending on the guy, right? You already know where I'm going and you know that it's true. This is the society that we've created and it's an argument that should be brought up. How many people don't do anything about the person who is, is, is involved in the petty theft because they're a person of color? Now, it could be said another way. How many people don't get involved because they think the person uh, uh, involved in the petty theft is crazy and they can get hurt or they'll get sued? You create a society where people don't stand up for what is the standard, which is you're not allowed to steal, and you will create a society that can excuse away anything. They fear it because the person might be mentally ill. They fear it because the person might be dangerous. They fear it because uh, the color of skin might lead them uh, to uh, to uh, getting uh, destroyed. Why didn't you let them do it? It's it's it it's just reparations. Oh, I'm not making that up. That's exactly what we were told in Minneapolis. And of course, 
none of this could have anything to do with race. What it has to do with is the standard that says you can't steal. This guy feels emboldened. Of course he can steal. And the proof is the security guard did no securing. None. He did no securing at all. Didn't even try. Wasn't interested in trying. It's not the only weird story I have out there. How about Ronaldo costing Coca-Cola $4 billion in market value? Nuts. Now, producer Ari is our our resident uh, uh, investing expert. He knows nothing, but he likes to claim he does. Yeah, buddy. He claims that if I give him my money, he will make me crazy cash. Oh, I'll make you a huge return. No question. Huge return if I invest with Ari. There's no doubt. Now, I ju- just as a, a reminder, so we're all clear, never, ever listen to me about investing advice. I know nothing. I have no good advice. I am not responsible. Do not trust me when it comes to investing. And double that for producer Ari. Holla! So there's Ronaldo, right? Cristiano Ronaldo, soccer player, soccer star, giant, giant giant soccer star and he's there uh doing a doing a presser right um for uh i I forget what it's even for 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 something soccer and one of the sponsors is coca-cola and so on the table as you often see there are two bottles of coca-cola sometimes you you know you'll see that with the voice or you see that with with whatever uh the simon guy does simon cowell does right you see that the dunkin donuts cup whatever it is they pay for that they pay huge for that. What does Ronaldo do? He's got the two Coca-Colas there, and he takes them and moves them out of frame. He moved the Coca-Cola bottles out of frame, and then he grabs a bottle of water, and he says, you should drink water. Drink water. He moves Coke out of frame, and you could see, they show you exactly where it happened. Where the stock price was at like 56 and dropped to, to, to below 55. That's a $4 billion loss from one move. Crazy. Now, producer Ari, are you invested in Coca-Cola? Uh, I'm not. Oh. You should, you should, maybe you should be. Even if I, I mean, I'm interested now. Now it's if it's low, like I, this is buying opportunity, baby. Right. Well, I don't know if it's low enough to still be a buying opportunity. I don't know. I, I don't know where the sugar water is going. I I'm not invested in them because I have not been able to shed my whiteness. I don't. What does that mean? Coca Cola told people they they should try not to be so white. Oh, dude, we're talking money now. Everything we're talking money. Like everything else is irrelevant to me. Nike, oh, okay. Nike, in the Colin Kaepernick, Nike. I'm invested with Nike happily. When Colin Kaepernick and they lost all that shock stock price, I bought it at the right time. When we talking money, nothing else matters, baby. Look at him. Look at him. He he's the Wolf of Wall Avenue. Oh man. He's, I would I would invest in you know sweatshop material if it made me money. Oh good lord, you're the worst kind of person.
the worst kind of person. If you want to make a good investment, you should invest in Omaha Steaks and get yourself the get out and grill assortment. The butcher's cut strips, the boneless chicken breast, the Omaha Steak Burgers, the gourmet jumbo franks, the fries, the caramel apple tartlets, and the New York strip burgers that you can get as well. Man, this is just some incredible stuff going on, and you should get it right now. There are so many good deals going on with Omaha Steaks. You just got to use keyword Tony. That's all you got to do. T-O-N-Y. Put keyword Tony there in the in the search bar at omahasteaks.com, and all the deals are going to come up. All the discounts are going to come up. I have been enjoying the daylights uh, out of it. I had a couple of the Omaha Steaks burgers uh, for, for lunch uh, today be, before the show. Quick, easy, simple. You just pull it out of the freezer. Next thing you know, that night, you are eating. It's always good to have something in the house, and it's all been fantastic. Since 1917, came over to the United States and started this great company. Let them take care of your family. Keyword Tony when you go to OmahaSteaks.com. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Tony. So a Colorado court has ruled that Masterpiece Cake Shop has to create cakes celebrating sex reassignment. It is abusive, it is totalitarian, and if you know people who favor this kind of thing, that's how you know the people you have to drop in your life. Tony Katz, great to be with you on Tony Katz today. You remember the name Masterpiece Cake Shop because this is Jack Phillips. He's the one who would not make the same sex wedding cake. And it went to the Supreme Court. It was a narrow victory. You can't force people to design a cake. What kind, what kind of nonsense hellscape or Wellian fantasy do you live in? And so because he won that after being targeted by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, which is a draconian despair despicable organization, and every member of which should be uh, immediately uh, discarded from decent society. Someone said, oh, I'm going to go in and demand a uh, cake for my gender reassignment. They're screwing with him. They're attacking him. They're abusing him. These aren't good people. They aren't kind and loving. They are not inclusive. They're evil. He doesn't want to make these cakes, so go to another baker who would love to have your business. But you don't do that. You want to teach him a lesson because you don't believe anybody should be able to think something you don't. That's what's happening. That's where these people are at. And these people are the woke folk. He doesn't want to make a cake for a sex reassignment. And they're, they're saying he has to. You know, someone asked the right question. Is he the only baker in Colorado? No, he's just the one they want to attack. Don't ever make a cake you don't want to make. Don't ever design a cake or decorate a cake you don't want to decorate. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they say. They're going to sue you? Tell us. We're going to help you. We're going to help you. Remember, the people who push this, the people who sue... They're evil people. They are totalitarians. Would you call them authoritarians? I think you'd call them totalitarians. Would you call them fascists? Well, they use government and the barrel of the government gun to try and get you to do their bidding, so maybe. They're disgusting. And when they come to you and talk about how they've been so harmed, no, you haven't. It's a freaking cake. You haven't been harmed. You can call the guy a jerk. I guess you can call the guy a bigot. 
He just doesn't want to decorate it. He'll sell you the cake. He just doesn't want to decorate it. What are you bothering him for? Anybody who defends people attacking the, the, the cake baker, you've met the enemy of humanity, and they are not diverse. They are not inclusive. They, they, they don't believe in any of it. They want to destroy anyone who disagrees with them. Well, that brings us to critical race theory. Wait till you hear about this study. Lindsey Burke will discuss it with us coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today.